Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to the season finale of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. A little bit of a different setup today and a little bit of a different crew. We don't have... I'm Petey Rave, of course, your man with no plan. Uh, I'm not joined, unfortunately, by my buddy DJM, who is resting because it is late. <laughs> like, it is damn near midnight in the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to go ahead and uh, sit this one out, but uh, don't worry. He'll be back. Oh, we'll have him in our thoughts. He, We missed DJM this entire weekend, didn't we? The, this weekend was amazing on so many different levels, and yet there was a gaping DJM-sized hole in it because yeah. as awesome as everything was and as fun as everything was and as unique and like once-in-a-lifetime as everything was, uh, there was nobody that I feel like would have enjoyed it more than yeah. djm like i enjoyed it a lot for the amount of effort uh, and love that he has for pro wrestling i feel like he would have enjoyed it more and, yeah. and so uh, we're talking about him like he's dead but fuck <laughs> it. Like, like dude djm's the best djm yeah of course uh but we do have a full a nice little uh, we are broed out here in in the jury more compound yeah uh we spent a good weekend in spurts and uh, sporadic moments uh, checking out a whole lot of indie wrestling, uh, like we said before. Uh, it started, well, it started out with Hood Slam, but le- uh, let's save Hood Slam for when we were, uh, so we can talk about it as a whole. Yeah. It started with a great Hood Slam show. Uh, but beyond that, it started, uh, let's say, uh, Friday. Yeah. Friday. And it started with my buddy here, Rick Foster. Rick Foster, how are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, we're just coming out of, uh, Watch a mania, so yeah. Watch a mania, yeah. Watch a mania. By the way, do you introduce me? Oh, we have Justin Robert Young. It's a, uh, the man that needs no introduction. Such, I mean, come on. You're such a. <laughs> I gotta boy. get my shit in. Gotta get your shit in. Like I'm Brian working. Cage. I'm working tweener. I'm working a rat yeah, at tweener yes. right now. <laughs> uh, we have Justin Robert Young. We have uh, Rick Foster, and we have just off frame uh, Mitzula. The I'm Mike Rula. Uh, come in later. Yeah, the Wizard we'll, of Odds. Yes, the <laughs> Wizard of Odds. Okay, sorry. Let's not let's not steal gimmicks. Let's we'll, get not get we'll sued. Cut that out. Feel like we'll, you're trying to scoop my heat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Friday we it was a interesting journey. So let's talk about our journey, Rick. Uh, Friday, uh, we took uh, public transportation all the way from the East Bay in Oakland, where we yeah. are at, all the way to the South Bay, Santa Clara Fairgrounds, to be exact. Uh, San to Jose. San Jose. Uh, we knew the way to San Jose thanks yeah. to Google Maps. Uh, it's not hard. Not hard. Just, just go take down. the one one. I mean, like it's Pretty one much, road. Yeah. Uh, couple. We just a couple of hours on public transit, and we arrived at the Santa Clara Fairgrounds. Uh, to witness the WWN live experience and to witness Evolve 40. Now, Rick, what did you have any expectations uh, coming into this weekend and coming into Evolve? I think I had some. I mean, it's uh, it's very it's a new product. I know it's like you know to me it's a new product. So I know I know of things of Evolve and the WWN stuff. I just don't. Uh, I was unfamiliar on like some of the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I knew Drew uh, Gallows, who is Drew McIntyre, uh, Gargano, yeah, things like that. But PJ Black, who yeah, was Justin Black, Gabriel, Justin Gabriel. Uh, so obviously, the WWE branded or Chikara branded people I was familiar with, but 
Uh, there was a lot of new faces and a lot of. Uh, Where's Evolve based at? Uh, I want to say Philly. Evolve, no, Florida, because Shimmer's Florida. Well, no, Shimmer, right? no, Shimmer is uh, in Illinois. Okay. Shine is Florida. Shimmer is at the uh, in Berwyn, Illinois, specifically. Okay. Uh, that's where they do all their DVD tapings. Aside from you know their excursions to 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 like WrestleMania weekend and whatnot. Uh, but Shine is in uh, Florida and. Uh, Evolve is wherever DG USA is, so it's like I'm gonna say the Northeast, like Philly and okay. stuff like that. Uh, the one that's in Florida it, of that family is Full Impact Pro. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're obviously not gonna go match by match on this no. whole weekend, no. But all right, so you walk in Red, the door. I didn't remember? <laughs> it, <so. laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, w- you walk into Evolve and you experience Evolve. What were your first impressions and what were your thoughts on Evolve 40? And the Evolve brand. Oh, I think the Evolve brand is very, uh, is great. Uh, but they just had, I think, to me, and I think we've talked about this previously. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the the whole making this a sport should be on the bottom line of Sports Center recap stuff of, yeah. of wrestling. I'm more of the storyteller. Yeah person it, it um, shouldn't be the whole show that de- is defined that way yeah, yeah. And, and and it wasn't i mean there's a lot of talent on there uh but there there was some good there's some bad uh, i it was more good and it was indie wrestling as a whole is well you gotta great. figure for those shows for the performers yeah it's not only just i mean it is far more than just a show because this is how you get noticed and get booked at your next gig, yeah, right. Whether wherever you are on the ladder, yeah, like it's at the shows like PWG, that everybody maybe. is watching, and that's where you get a call or an email, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, any what would be some kind of the highlights for you of Evolve Forty? Uh, highlights, uh, just a lot of. I mean, a lot of good. Uh, I've never seen uh, so many high flyers in, in, <laughs> in my life, and it. <laughs> Absolutely amazing, dude. Yeah, the innovative, the new stuff that that's coming from the flippy dippy you guys. And yeah, I don't got, use that term as a you know, it's a, a pejorative. Or yeah, pejorative yeah. but is, I mean, they're that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think a highlight for me was seeing Chris Harrow in action and just being able to say how much he is not. Good. <laughs> uh, we have our uh, good thing we have Rick for that because he's going to be our stand in for DJM on the uh, We Hate Chris Hero train. <laughs> oh man, dumping on old Hero. Yeah. Huh? Uh, uh, he is not uh, his hero or DJM's do you, hero. Do you want to get into that right now? Um, let's. Uh, yeah, we'll save it. We'll save it. For later. Let's save it for the next. Uh, let's, let's save it for the next day because we have somebody else who has opinions on that. Uh, and we had great moments. We had things like Uha Nation, who oh, is Uha a beast, Nation. who's on his way to Florida. Yeah. Uh, like tomorrow, like he is on there. Uh, we had guys like Tommy End, who I've seen in ICW, uh, and who was out there impressing throughout the weekend. Uh, Chris Hero, who was in with, and I think it was a good match, and I think a big part of that, he, he, cause Chris Hero doesn't suck. He's just into, he's just really into his own shit. And he's a little too serious on himself. And then, uh, in this match, he had Biff Busick, who was fantastic. Who- Biff Busick is, un, is an unbelievable seller slash emoter. Yes. It, it's unbelievable. 
like his stuff as music and his stuff as Francis, I mean, Frank O'Rourke was fantastic as well. Uh, and yeah, Biff Busick, I think has always impressed me, but I love that he impressed you. Like you were talking about how you, you, you hadn't seen it before and you were just uh, impressed by his, his, his physique and his, his, uh, style and just his emotions. Uh, but yeah, Evolve 40 was a cool kickoff, uh, for us. And then, then we finally, we, we made our, we did another public transit run, I believe, and made our way back to, uh, made our way back to Redwood City. Yeah. Redwood City to join you, uh, at Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor 9. Yeah. Uh, so that was the three of us. Uh, now, Jerry, what, did you have any expectations on Ring of Honor? I did. Well, because I'm familiar with it, and and again, you know, just to qualify for people who have listened to this show before, where where I've been on it, I'm really only a, a year kind of back into wrestling, which is also to say, kind of a year into following indie wrestling, and so just kind of understanding where Ring of Honor is, you know, it's like okay, so it's got a television deal, but it's not exactly a yeah. It's not exactly national. Um, it's it's certainly not national. It, it's hard to follow for average people. Um, they have a very decorated history of people that they have that they have put through, including the new world wrestling heavyweight champion. Yeah. Uh, but what I saw was kind of exactly what. It, it it contextualized Ring of Honor a lot for me because the in-ring work was fucking amazing. Yeah. The fans were insane. Uh, it was a good crowd. But it's in an indoor soccer facility. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and, like, the product, I love the product. Yeah. But, like, and we'll get into Hood Slam. I can bring Ashley to Hood Slam. Yeah. Ashley loves Hood Slam. I, I couldn't bring her to Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Like, and not because it's not amazing. It is. And it's not like a gender thing, I don't think. Like, it's just that so much of what I loved was a lot of very, I've watched a, enough wrestling to appreciate this yeah. kind of stuff. Like, yeah. it was great spots. Like, spots where. A, fa- a, a a fan base that really knows their shit yeah. can say, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard to do. That's yeah. tough. That's physically taxing. And they, and they, and they paid off like a decade, a, a decade long storyline, uh, to kind of send off Jimmy Jacobs. And that yeah. was, you know, obviously if you're a Ring of Honor fan, you know, the Jimmy Jacobs Lacey thing and the Lacey coming out. And, you know, it was, in fact, and that's something was, that I had to get explained to me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that shit. Yeah. And like, uh, I didn't get the significance of, of them playing the song that he wrote for her and stuff like, like nine that. Nine years ago to the day, like, uh, they, he made that song or released that song, uh, you know, and they had that moment. And, uh, you know, and great moments of like Michael Elgin impressing well, even yep. though he didn't have the, the mullet. Uh, I still miss the mullet. I know, I understand that DJM is like, don't worry about him not having the mullet, but I still miss the mullet. Like, it, it was just such a beautiful thing. It's kind of crazy that he, he got the run that he got with, with, with their title, though, you know, yeah. like, cause he certainly body type wise does not 
Like he almost feels like like a like a Scott Norton yeah. kind of like body type, which yeah. you don't normally associate with like champions. Yeah. But he is just uh he's just a, a beast <laughs> to like for lack of a better word. Uh no, he was great and, and he played the crowd really well. I mean, everybody had great in ring yeah. psychology, great in ring uh crowd interaction. The work rate was insane. I mean, you know who's over is is uh you know and and here's the limitations of Ring of Honor. Yeah. You can see in Moose. Okay. Yes. Moose is a guy that is a fucking physical specimen. Mm-hmm. Right? He doesn't have the work rate of any other guys in the ring. No. Everybody else can do a million different things. Yeah. He will end up in WWE. Yeah. And he will be a champion. Yeah. And he might be a champion in Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. Like, but they would put him in positions where he can just be over. People yeah. want to connect with him. Yeah. He can just be over and, and, and connect. And in Ring of Honor, that's just not how their system works. No. Like, you need to be able to out-wrestle the guy across the ring from yeah. you. To get over, over. Yeah. You know? And and it's because of that system that you get very unique people like the Briscoes and, uh, you know, and we didn't get a chance to see Briscoe versus Mojo, but it's like, that's a great, that is yeah. a, that, that's an amazing match with two very unique uh, people that, uh, you know, only unique with NXT, personas, yeah. you could see them being in the WWE system, but pre-NXT, you probably couldn't. No. Uh they will always be in that position that they're that they're at, uh-huh. like and and it's it's kind of what makes them great. Yeah, and it is like the the restrictor cap on on their ultimate success. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thought, Rick. What what was your impression of Ring of Honor? Oh, I I loved it. Uh, I I love Ring of Honor. Uh, Nowadays, yeah. Nowadays, uh, I'm not a fan. I mean, I think we'll get into it later, but I'm not a fan of the the handshake stuff. But I get that's what Ring of Honor is. The you know handshake before, handshake after, whatever. And then uh, and they can create moments of like that where they break away from the obvious and they, they just have that the default. But then that create mo- moments mm-hmm. after the match. But yeah. Um. But I mean, the wrestling all all around is really amazing. For you know, it's very obvious that this is their their conversion show. Yeah, uh, you know, trying to get people to be like, okay, you know, we have a poop ton of wrestling fans mm-hmm. in the area, and you know, we're giving we're, people a chance to look at our product. Yeah, uh, there was, I mean, besides the Jimmy Jacobs thing, yeah, the, there wasn't any like, okay, you need to know this because this happened and no. this happened. Everything was in the ring. Yeah, everything. Yeah, and, everything, and the everything only understood. reason why that that Jacobs thing happened was because you know he, he they, was sending him off. They and were him off. They had that one moment. And I think it was okay to have that one moment mm-hmm. for the for the longtime fans that, especially uh, for the ones that are going to be watching at home and things like that, uh, to know that they had that moment for Jimmy. You know. Yeah. So I mean, the, overall, the the entire presentation was great. I mean, if you've ever watched a Ring of Honor show where yeah. you know people are just going batshit insane and they're banging the the aluminum signs. Yeah. That it was very. It's very surreal to be in that in that feel, you know, in that moment or whatever. So it 
I I loved Ring of Honor. I I really wish that we could have saw more. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we we we. We we made we, the judgment call. We made the judgment call because we had last minute. Well, Justin at last minute, yeah, uh, went ahead and kind of did the the, the beautiful thing of acquiring us uh, uh, NXT tickets. Yeah, uh, and we decided, you know, just timing wise, that we kind of just ducked out before uh, the penultimate match. And it's and it's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, it's very. I mean, it's unfortunate for Ring of Honor because, because they, they, they had no. I mean. They had an idea, but three weeks prior, they were just like, "Okay, you know, we're in the clear. You know, we're going to be the showcase on Friday night. And then, you know, three weeks ago, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to do an NXT show. At 10 o'clock. And and, 10, and, they, yeah. and not even at 8 o'clock where, like, it could be at the same time and you can decide one or the other. Well, but, like, what would you have preferred? Because I feel like if NXT is going to do it, they're when? not going to go against the Hall of Fame yeah. on Saturday. No. They're not going to do it Thursday because more people are there on Friday yeah. than Thursday. Yeah. So it's they, like if you're going to do it Friday, then when else? Exactly. Yeah. It's, and uh, they try to stay away from Ring of Honor as much as you can. They're not going to start well, a they tried, match at mm-hmm. 11. No, no. Yeah. no they, they didn't so much stay away from Ring of Honor as much as they kept Ring of Honor away. But that's a whole other thing. But, yeah, they... I. I could, but, I, mean, I could look uh, at yeah, it in another my, my, way. My point is that, like, I mean, of course, what you want to do is read into, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. they wanted to kill their main event. Yeah. Yada, or yada. at the same time, like, timing-wise, it could also be because of the, how they timed their show. Like, they had th- their three big main events after uh, 12. They could have timed it so that people could stay at Ring of Honor till the ma- finish of the main event and then go over there and catch the last uh, hour of their event. Like, the people that are going to Ring of Honor. Like, assuming, like, all right. You guys will leave and come at midnight and, uh, you know, just before midnight and catch some really still great wrestling. So you could also paint that narrative another way, which is something that I was thinking, like at NXT, like I, I had wanted to paint the narrative of like the evil corporation wanting to kill the territories again. But at the same time, it's so easy to just flip that narrative and say, well, they actually and kind of got out of the way. They didn't There's have only so many yeah. hours in the day. Yeah. Exactly. And they have two of the three main nights already programmed. Exactly. With the Hall of it's Fame and, clockwork. And, and WrestleMania. Now, at the same time, I could see a world where the Hall of Fame could get moved to, to Friday. To Friday. Yeah. And well, I'll guarantee you this. Next year in Dallas, Texas, the NXT show is going on at 8. Yeah. And they're not going to give a shit. Who's fuck, doing oh, no. anything? Who's doing whatever? They sold out that show, and we'll, we'll get to the NXT thing, but it's like them going at 10 to me was them saying, you want to know what? Let's at least give the idea that you're going to sell more tickets if we don't go head-to-head with ROH. Yeah. Like, so theoretically, you can do both, mm-hmm. but, which we did. Which yeah. we did, and we kind of made our way frantically over, uh, had to print our tickets at a at yeah, a Uselessly, we could have caught that fucking, yeah. well, we could have got more of the Baron Corbin. Because uh, they were scanning. We probably could have right scanned out, our tickets, yeah. uh, which would have been uh, fun. But we walked in during that match, and we walked into the NXT, a sold-out uh event center at San Jose University, San Jose State University, uh, for NXT, 5,000 people packed 5, in. 5,200. Yeah, 5,200. Yeah. Um, and whole, it, 
a lot it of people. It felt like twenty thousand. Great arena. I mean, oh, like amazing. for like like it was it was just good, big, open. It felt like everybody was there. Like that was there that weekend. Like uh, people that I know in like apart from this community, apart from that, uh, somebody specifically, Kid Cadet, a former guest of the show, was there, and she said, uh, "I." Th- she tweeted me. I was like, "I think you just walked by me in NXT." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and then like I went over to say hi, but yeah, that everybody was there, and it was. It was an insane show. Yeah. It was an amazing show from, I'm going to assume from top to bottom that we didn't get to see the top, uh, but from well, everything. The top was a day with Tommy hitting the GTS yes. on fucking Tyler Breeze. Yeah. And then, you which know, we missed. which we missed. Uh, but that's the thing is like, I'm not upset about that. That's, no. that's the crazy part. Like, pe- like, you can only be so many places. Yeah. And yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to not. I not, what we saw of ROH, yeah. you know. We saw a fantastic product there. And we saw and what we did see at NXT completely satisfied us. Oh God. I would say. No. So it, you know, uh let's talk about some highlights at NXT. We got uh I'm gonna number, number one here. I, yes. I mean understand this. This place is fucking swinging from the rafters packed. Yes. Right? Uh everyone's in their seats. Like it's one of those shows. Where, like, you know it's people are locked in. Yeah. Because when we walked in, like, into the concourses, it's ghost town. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not like you're billing around, a few people waiting for popcorn or whatever. It's like yeah. tumbleweeds. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's in their fucking seats yeah. glued to the product. We finally make our way down, and I spent way too much money on these tickets, but it's all <laughs> fucking worth it because we are floor. Yeah. Uh, and as we sit down, almost as if, and Rick Foster's the one who gets it, <laughs> dude next to us fucking throws a little, little elbow and Rick like, Foster. Hey, hey, JR, it, like no introduction, nothing, you know, hey, I'm this guy, you know, dude, JR's five rows ahead of us. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Just the cowboy hat right there. And yeah. My God. <laughs> Good old JR. Yeah. Is sitting there right up front. Uh, cowboy hat and all. Yeah. Certainly not becoming, uh, you know, inconspicuous, right? Uh, yeah. Front row. Yeah. Looking great. Yeah. He bought a ticket. He, yeah. He, he can be there. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it felt like a... It felt important. It did. It felt That's important. a great word for it. It felt very important in that, not only because all this talent is super over... And they're going to do big things. And it's like, they're, you know, someone's over in ROH, right? Yeah. So like Red Dragon, yeah. for example. Great tag team. Super awesome. Current champions. Current former champions. IWGP junior heavyweight, junior tag champions. Just because it's a different federation, when you see somebody that's super over in ROH, you're like, oh, well, I wonder how they'll plug in. Yeah. I wonder if when WWE watches these guys. Yeah. If they're like, oh, they're really, really great, they can do something. In terms of like, you know, because and and I don't say that to say that WWE is the end all be all, but like that's these guys as professionals look at WWE as the major leagues. As a, yeah, right? as, like, as one of the major ones. Go. Yeah, other than like other than Japan, as basically, yeah, that's where you that's or where you want English speaking. Yes, wrestling exactly. talent. Yeah, that's it's it. I mean, it is the top. 
of of of, of the job. Yeah, you so, either want to be there or you make the decision to not want to be there and to make like be satisfied with going to Japan or doing creating a podcast you, brand. Exactly. But ultimately, that's where that involves deciding to abandon the the idea of being in the being in the. But WWE. with NXT. Things are different because yes. they already know the WWE style. Yeah. They already know they're working within a system, a granted a different product, but you can see everybody kind of coming in. And so when you when you yell, especially because Triple H comes out halfway through the show yeah, right yeah. and says, Hey, Vince is watching. Yes. Like oh. and what so now it was it felt communal. Yeah. It felt like no. We need to cheer our hearts we, out for the for Charlotte and Sasha. Yes. Because we the fate we of need to change women's the wrestling we need yes. to fucking change the is system. in our yes. hands. That's why it felt important. Yeah. Because like this was again, this atmosphere was among the most unique I've ever felt in any situation, any kind of live event, because there was a sense of purpose to yeah. it. Yeah. Like it was a purpose. Like the great highlights, like the Charlotte Sasha Banks match, which was fantastic as a, as a match, but then was only augmented by the by the by the crowd and how engaged the crowd was. And uh, and God, I, my boys Enzo and Kaz, uh, who DJM has pointed at as the example of the dynamic between me and DJM. <laughs> like between me and DJ and we are Enzo and Kaz, me being kind of the Enzo, DJ and being Kaz. Okay. Uh of course the funny thing is on Holly Juku, Kaz is the Enzo and I'm the Kaz, which is <laughs> hilarious. Uh but yeah, it the and the the, the new they knew every word of Enzo's intro. Of course, because well, that, that roof exploded. Yes. And, and twice. I mean, for their entire shtick in the beginning. And then the, when they eliminated Vaude Villains. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they, it was a eliminator, uh, match. Elimination, for yeah. For the, for the tag titles. But like, they're so over, they don't need the straps. Yeah. And that's, and you know what? I think old Trample H said it best. Like, uh, you, you don't need the titles to get over. No. You know, the, the title doesn't make you, you make the title. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think yeah, and that's a philosophy. I think that works really well sometimes, oftentimes. Uh, and then that was a fantastic show. Uh, we got great matches like Finn Balor uh, showing Finn Balor, Adrian Neville, which again we've seen at this point on television three times. You know, I've seen two NXT house shows, uh, and one with Finn, and and that was a three way with uh, Finn, Tommy, and Neville. So I mean. I've seen that match, but for whatever reason, it was just it was just something felt special. Mm -hmm. Something felt important. Something felt like, oh no, wait! Like when the WWE does well, the industry does well, right? Like that's that 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 is that's safe to say. Yeah. So if you look at it like, oh wait, this is a a rocket booster that makes WWE all that much more important than like. It just portends very, very good things for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. Because you want to know what? I would love if WrestleMania week was literally all week 
And yeah. we got Ring of Honor shows on Wednesday, you yeah. know? And if it's like, if there are that many people that are there to see something, yeah. there will be. Yeah. Like, this rising tide lifts all boats. And, yeah. and that's what was great about like that NXT show. And, and let, let me just say yeah. this, uh, just to touch on it again so we don't skip over it. Sasha and Charlotte were like, the, and the reaction that people had to that match was like, Mind-blowing. Reputation-making, mind-changing kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you look at that match, and all of a sudden, everything, even kind of like, you know, offhanded, like, ah, bathroom match, like, mm-hmm. fucking the divas are on. Like, that seems different after you watch them live in that arena, get that kind of pop, and yeah. realize, you know, you're really only, they're only, like, a few, I mean... 15,000 off, you know, if 5,000 people were marking out like they were yeah. in a crowd of 20,000 yeah. at, at an average WWE arena, yeah. that's their, they get a huge reaction. Yeah. You know, they're fucking over yeah. with that amount of people. Now, yeah. WrestleMania weekend, a lot of people are in town. This yeah. is the best time to sell a ticket. But but they usually get that a similar reaction at among NXT. In crowd. smaller crowds. But it's like, oh, wait, no. This means that, like, that this, this it's translates. not it's not like yay you did well it's like no these this is it go. it's yeah. here it's yeah. it's it's where we're at that point now where they can just fucking burn it down yeah and that's amazing yeah and all the credit in the world to Sarah Del Rey yeah like, that's geez that that's why they pay her yeah. the, the big box uh, that was another match we missed was uh the the tag team alexa bliss sasha banks versus uh, alexa uh, bliss and bailey. bailey no sorry no yeah. ba- uh, no it was bailey the new My chick girl. uh no sorry no bailey alexa bliss and becky lynch and the new chick dana brooke yeah uh dana brooke uh and i'm 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 i was sad to miss bailey uh because i love her I love her. Yeah. I, I got myself an I'm a, I'm a hugger t-shirt amongst my many t-shirts that I got this this weekend. Uh, now, now, I before we move on, I know we kind of talked about this before. Is this developmental? I mean, Triple are H. We, are we, he I said mean, developmental, is, my is, ass. Yeah. yeah, NXT, you know, Triple H, you know, of course, uh, they meerkatted half the thing. I think performance well, center. Wife, yeah. Yeah. I think the performance center is developmental. NXT is a brand that showcases the the, stu- the top students and the performance center. Okay, is so let me all right here. Let me let me ask you these kind of big questions about NXT, and we can wrap it up and, yeah. and move on. But developmental is a pejorative for some people. Yeah, when you say, "Oh, they're in fucking developmental," I got sent back to developmental. Yeah, developmental hell. Like, it's like that's yeah. that is thought to be a negative thing. You are not good enough, yeah. and so you need to either pay your dues in developmental, or like you are re being repackaged because your yeah. shit isn't right. Yeah, like so. I think that's when he says developmental, my ass. That's it's, what he is trying to shake. It's yeah. still the place where you where people grow. It's still the place where people learn and grow and and uh bloom like uh and get ready to be in the big leagues uh it's not it's not the 
it's not the the it's not uh purgatory it's not no. the purgatory it's uh, just a uh place where you can grow and and kind of uh come into your own develop who you are and but like i said it's more performance center is a big part of that more than anything and nxt is a great kind of brand to kind of like okay so let me that. let me ask you the following questions yeah. in the landscape of indie wrestling yes is NXT greater than or less than or equals to? I'll give you the cop out. Yeah. ROH. Greater. I it's hard to it's hard to argue greater. It's hard to argue against greater. Just on on it it's the same talent or better and then with a better crew behind the scenes. Like Let it's just a you, mathematically. And a by the way, better. They have a TV deal. Exactly. ROH has a TV deal. NXT does not. Right? Yeah. Right now, they are online only. So that is hard to do. Yeah, it's when, hard like, to do that. You know, greater than or less than NXT and TNA. By far, NXT is greater than TNA. I think. In the landscape of wrestling. Yes. Uh, the quality is better, but I think... I think it, they're they're still because uh, they have a better TV deal. Cachet TNA has a better cachet, and even as as kind of the as m- people make fun of them and they kind of get put uh, pooped on. Uh, TNA still has a better cachet, and they've been uh, surprisingly uh, enough they've been around longer than the I think the WCW run. They they kind of timed it. They've been around over a decade. Yeah. Like a, now here's the reason why I say you know TNA you know is less than NXT because there is a correct answer yeah. and 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 you might be the one to give how the do proof. you how do you exist for ten plus years uh, and not that's make true. a move forward yeah that's true let me ask you a question but the qual- if, if, supposedly the quality if, is getting better it's just that's that, fine. yeah if let's say Sami Zayn yeah went to TNA under the promise that there would be a huge push for him. Yeah. That would be shocking. Yeah. It would be counter to everything that we think. Yeah. Right? A mainstay of TNA just walked out the door. Yeah. And is going to... going to NXT. And only... Only... And that makes sense. When you hear that, you're not like... That's fucking crazy. It's kind of crazy that Samoa Joe would be fucking employed by the, the WWE after not being for so long. Yeah. But he's going to NXT. He's not going to WWE. Like, that to me says you can't see it going the other way. You can't see Sami Zayn going to TNA because they want to push him to the moon. Yeah. But you can see Samoa Joe coming in. Yeah. And playing a part because they're not going to give him the Kevin Owens push. They just gave Kevin Owens the Kevin yeah. Owens push. So we'd have to see. Um, that would be my argument. Yes. Um, I think, all right, so that was NXT. It was a fantastic show. We enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, Saturday, uh, you know, we kind of went to sleep, kind of pumped up, uh, excited. Uh, Saturday, uh, again, was just Rick Foster and myself. Until? Uh, until you know, afterwards. But first of all, Rick Foster and myself, uh, once again, <laughs> another harrowing journey. Uh, in public transit, uh, no, it actually was, it was, it was pretty easy. It was, it was a it was pretty straightforward. The clipper card is wonderful. 
Gotta love the clipper card. Let's put over the clipper card. Yes. The clipper card. Um, the, we went and we caught once again at the Santa Clara Fairgrounds. Uh, at the what was it? The the what was the name of the hall? It was like something hall. God, I don't remember. Uh, Shimmer. Shimmer 71, the chick fight tournament. Uh, we kind of caught in, uh, a little bit into the mat, in, into the night. Uh, we missed out, I think about, cause there was a whole tournament. So we missed out on like four matches, uh, for four first round matches, which probably went quick. Uh, but I have to ask you, uh, Carl in the chat room, excited for Clipper card shout out. Uh, <laughs> What did what expectations did you have for Shimmer? Uh, or you've been on on the show and talk about Shimmer. Wait, am I remembering wrong? Have you been on the show to talk about Shimmer? No, not at all. Okay. Uh what were your expectations coming into Shimmer? Uh, Shimmer it, I was kind of expecting awkwardness. Uh you know, a whole bunch of dudes watching uh you know, girls wrestle to to me is very awkward. Yeah. Uh especially, you know, with wrestling fans over WrestleMania like weekend or whatever. Yeah, it, it's to me it's. I mean, we're in an age you, where you know fe- feminists and you know treating women equally is at an all time high. Yeah, and uh, it seemed like a zoo, like like almost you know you're watching like two tigers you know at a zoo thing. Yeah, uh, and you're just like watching women wrestle. Uh, but that being said, I had a great time and all that. Uh, but the my fear kind of came true when there's the one asshole that's you know trying to be like, hey, how you doing, cat girl? Calling. You know, yeah, cat uh, calling. Yeah, but, and literally it was just one guy. Yeah, and, it was and just you know one what? guy. But we we ended up sitting right nearby him. And, and you know yeah. what? It, and I told you if we just sat somewhere else, yeah. I probably would have had a more enjoyable time but that one thing of just like man i fucking told you you know but yeah but what will, and then we got to the show what was your impression of the show and what did you think of the in-ring product show overall i mean it's it's clear who who's experienced and who's not yeah uh and there are some absolute standouts like my new favorite women's wrestler nikki storm nikki storm oh my god from Glasgow, who's, who's scotland charisma? The, the, the white chocolate cheesecake of sports entertainment. She's hilarious. The best in the galaxy from Glasgow, Scotland. Nikki Storm, who both DJ and I, uh, DJ M and I absolutely love. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Nikki Storm. And, uh, what other highlights did you, did you, were there for you? I think it was interesting for them to kind of go with the turn tournament route. Yeah. Um, just because I know wrestling fans love tournaments. Yes. Uh, they, they love cups they and love tournaments. Cups, tournaments and uh, cups with like there's like it has Johnson to be a big cup. Turns. Uh, yeah, and people, giant cups with like lots of streamers hanging from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post match photo shoots with the cup uh, and plaques. Yeah, they they absolutely love Meltzer it. So, loves that shit for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, By the way, I'm just uh, reading now. Meltzer, uh, and not to take the focus off the indies, uh, says that WrestleMania 31 was one of the best shows he has ever seen. Which says a that's lot. hard to disagree. 
It's hard to disagree. Uh, it was the fucking Japanese drums. Exactly. <laughs> it tricked him into thinking it was the Tokyo Dome. Thinking it was the Tokyo Dome. Tricked him into thinking. Tricked Brick, Brock Lesnar, and Roman Reigns into thinking it was the Tokyo Dome because they, they went Antonio and Noki on each other. <laughs> uh, Antonio, Noki, Van Vader on each other. <laughs> Uh, but that aside, all right. And then Shimmer was a fantastic show. We had our, uh, I, I saw some of my favorite gals, Nikki Storm, Mia Yim, uh, Kaylee Ray, who, who I got to get a point to from, uh, for kind of shouting out the insane championship wrestling specific chant, the here we, here we, here we fucking go. And she was like, what? Who, who's, who's doing her chant? It's like, yeah. Uh, and another fantastic, no. it, Yes. Uh, uh, let me ask you a question now. Uh, going back to the tournament thing, yeah. It, do they normally do tournaments? No, it, it, and, it was. And is the reason why they did the tournament was because uh, there there's low indie women wrestlers yeah. that aren't signed by TNA yeah. or um, maybe to kind of showcase them. It could be like a way to like get a lot of the the gals into one space and showcase as many as possible uh in a short period of time uh the tournament itself has uh like the uh like the king of the indies which we didn't get it to catch uh i imagine it was a pretty cool show that they did, did the king of the indies it's a legacy name the chick fight tournament so they're kind of like a call back to like the early days of WWN live and uh some of the early promotions uh that maybe gabe sapolsky was involved in uh, to kind of bring back old, old names to kind of, uh, kind of have a throwback, throwback feel in some respects. Uh, but they don't usually do the tournaments. This was a special occasion. Uh, and I think oh, it, it impressed, uh, me. I think it was, a, it was a fun show. Uh, and then ship, and then we got out of our show at the Santa Clara Fairgrounds and we finally were joined, uh, in, in, in a hero fashion, uh, coming into the, uh, coming into San Jose. Uh, <laughs> none other than, uh, uh, the, the, the Vegas, uh, tour guide to everyone in chat room. Uh, none other than Mitzula, the Mike Rula, the old schooler. It was the Fiesta room. The oh, Fiesta, Fiesta Hall. Fiesta Hall. I had to look back at my tweets. At the Santa I just Clark. got here. Where are you guys? Uh, cause all I see is a bunch of dudes in black t-shirts. Yes. Which I really can't say anything cause I'm a dude with a beard and a black t-shirt. Exactly. Uh, Black T-shirt Brigade. Shout out to old two thousand, early two thousands indie wrestling. I also, I also did get profiled at the airport because yes. I was a bearded man wearing a, bl- a black T-shirt. It's like you here for Mania? He's like, are you for WrestleMania? I'm like, what makes you think? Yeah, I'm here for WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, but you weren't technically here for Mania. Uh, were... I was like, I'm here for other outlying events, but we'll yeah. Come. Uh, but you joined us, us three, uh, for kind of the WWN Super Show. Uh, Mercury Rising 2015, <laughs> which is, which is interesting in enough. And we'll talk about that a little bit late, a, a little bit after. But, uh, what were your expectations just flying in from Vegas to, to Northern California to watch indie wrestling? Uh, I didn't really know much going in. I, I haven't really followed a whole lot of indie stuff other than like what you've sent me for other shows. Yeah. <clears throat> just because I don't, there's not a really huge indie scene in Vegas, and I don't really spend a lot of time online watching wrestling. So, I mean, I, I just I knew you guys would probably pick some pretty good stuff to go to. Yeah. So I just kind of had 
my fingers crossed that it would be something good and hoped it wouldn't be terrible. And it was actually a pretty good first, uh, pretty good first day of wrestling. Yeah. So we started the Mercury Rising. Uh, what were your impressions? What did you think of the show? Uh, the show reminded me a lot of my childhood. I grew up uh, in Minnesota and was like the old AWA grounds. And it reminded me very much of going to like the county fairgrounds of my hometown in the Civic Arena and watching them roll out a wrestling ring and having a, a house show yeah. for you, for the, the old, like back in the late, uh, late 80s, the old circuit shows where it would just be, they'd, you know, they'd come in for a day and swing through town and have a show and there'd be 200 people there maybe and it was it was a thing and then they'd just pack up the, pack up the show and move on to the next town. And it was, there was, it was, uh, there were some wrestlers that were way better than the others, but everybody, yeah. they kind of did a pretty good job of matching everybody up. And they had pretty good story arcs. Because I, I came in not knowing any of the rivalries, yeah. any of the stories. And they made it really easy for you. You knew who the bad people were. You knew who the good people were. There was a nice split on a lot of the crowds because there was a lot of a lot of the fights where it was 50-50. Yeah. Which is cool to go because you need to pick a side. And you're like, oh, I'll watch for a little bit and pick who I want to cheer for. Um, and then, like, the, the, the heels were great. I don't I don't remember who all technically was the opening <laughs> heels. Um, but the, they had the heel valet. She was amazing. So Cal Val. So Cal Val. Even though we were in NorCal. Even though, yeah, and and the crowd kept reminding her, hey, So Cal, we're in NorCal. So Cal Val. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Um, She was fantastic. Uh, So Cal Val is so hilarious. Uh, And she was just working the crowd from the ringside like a true manager. Like, uh, let's, let's not call her a valet. Let's just call her, like, a fantastic heel manager. Yeah, I guess manager would be a title term. That's just me going back to any time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's just like companion. It's like actor, actor actress, manager, valet. Like you kind of automatically uh, divide those gender lines. But she is a fantastic wrestling manager. Uh, she was hilarious, and of course, we got a little bit of more of Nikki Storm. Uh, <laughs> a brief, a brief Nikki Storm appearance, and then she gets the great like hero moment of like of. of kicking the heel's ass that kicked her out of the match like uh and then she gets the big pop which is awesome because we love nikki storm yeah that was kind of actually fun because like she came out like right away and you both were like oh this chick is awesome she's great you're gonna love this this is awesome and then oh she's not doing this fight so Cal she's Val brings out. out Andrea, who beats her up, kicks her out of the side. Uh, so uh, Nikki Storm is out of this match. Andrea is taking her place. And it's it like, was it was like which was an the, amazing thing by SoCal Val. You and Rick react. It was like giving a kid a puppy, and then why, and then going, oh, oh no, this isn't your puppy. I just wanted you to look at the puppy. Yes, I'm gonna go take it home with me now, and yes. it's gonna be my puppy. Have uh, and then she gets a great moment. Uh, let's talk about Chris here. Oh, Chris Hero. <laughs> Chris Hero. Uh, I'm going to have to side with the DJM school of thought on this one. Uh, I have never in my life seen a wrestler exhaust themselves during their walk up to the ring. Uh, he couldn't sell uh, anything. He didn't sell anything. And I get that. That's a little independent thing. You don't want to do all that. But... He didn't sell anything but uh, merch. Yeah. He tried to sell. He sold a lot of merch. He tried to sell was merch. And uh, as I said when we were there. If I want to see a fat guy named Chris get really sweaty and lazy, I will just watch myself. I don't have to go see him do anything. Yeah. Um, Chris Hero. It, the thing is, Chris Hero has talent. He just has. He just knows it. <laughs> and, like, that's the problem. Like, he, he knows it a little too well. And uh, he thinks he has more talent than he does. 
Uh, and he has he, he, he has less waistline than he does too. Oh god, uh, he really shouldn't be wearing trunks. Like, there's a reason Kevin Steen uh, always wrestled in a t-shirt and shorts, and you know kick, kick pads and uh, and all that because that defined his shape in a way that looked uh, imposing, presentable. presentable and imposing. You don't have to be fucking Brian Cage. You know, with the big muscles or Wuhan Asian. You don't have to be John Cena. You don't have to be bodybuilders. Oh, God, yeah. You don't have to be that. And you don't have to be, you know, slim. As long as you can go, like Kevin Steen can go, uh, and you can define your shape and, you know, present it in a way that looks like you want it to come off, like like a beast. You can do that. But, like, in the trunks with his muffin top, and his cottage cheese, th- cottage cheese size, it's comical. Yeah. It's, it's comical, and you don't take him seriously. At least I don't. Of course, he has his fans. Like he, It's one of those things where he's he's over. It's, it's he's one hugely of those, popular. It's one of those things, like... Uh, because he brought the cravat over. Yeah. He does a cravat. He's like, oh, he does a cravat. Oh. It, it's almost like a cult thing to yeah. like Chris Hero. It really is. It, I mean, just like CM Punk, it is a cult well, to like CM Punk. Yeah. Like, CM Punk is right. Everybody else is wrong. Chris yeah, Hero yeah. is right. Everybody else is wrong. WWE yeah. was wrong because they let him go because they they said that you know he needed to just lose a couple more pounds. And I saw him in NXT. I saw this Chris Hero that everybody you know raves about. I saw him in NXT. Doing, doing really good, and then he fell did, into his own yeah, thing. He fell into oh, I don't need to you know do this because I I've done I'm this for Chris 20 Hero years. and I've done this for twenty years. Cody so Beware recorded my theme song for me mm-hmm. twice. And, and, and the problem with Chris Hero is that he has this uh, character like problem. Yeah, if he's the knockout artist. Why is he going for pins and doing rest holds? Yeah. I mean, it's in his fucking song that, you know, he's not going to go for the pin. He's going to knock Fuck a submission. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> screw, you know, screw submissions. I'm going to knock you out. Why is he? Yeah. Because he's tired. <laughs> and, and he gets what? winded walking up to the ring. It's like do Do the Brock Lesnar thing of just yeah. destroy for so many minutes and then have somebody, you know. Yeah. Have the other guy do a wrestle well, because yeah, there was just there was a weird pairing in that match cuz like the guy he was up against was a submissions MMA guy but yet he was trying to do a technical wrestling match. Who, who Timothy Thatcher who impressed uh, elsewhere but yeah. it was just It was just a weird pairing I think. In yeah. It, but Chris Hero is is kind of into his own thing. Yeah, but overall it, but I o- think I think the problem is is that everybody at um Basically, quoting a, a Twitter guy, Doug Doug Lackey uh, on WrestleView, he says that the problem is is that people have an injection of badassery. Yeah, and, and you know everybody wants to be this badass heel that that you know can be bad but still you know sell all yeah. this fucking merch. And that's the problem with Chris Hero is that he thinks that he's this this badass and he's it's clear that he's the heel. It's very clear to me. Uh, but you know when he's like getting this amazing you know chant of you know like this is awesome Chris Hero is before the match even yeah, gets going even while starts, he's and he's obviously playing to the crowd like a face uh, you know it's he, he has 
Yeah. A huge character problem. If he's going to be the knockouters, great. Be the knockout. And, and he, and he did, like, and like he, he threw the bows. He threw the bows. Night one, he was this knockout artist. You know, even, yeah. you know, he, yes, he did all these rest holds. Yes, he got gas. But he did his thing yeah. to uh, uh, Biff. Biff Busick. You know, he was trying to knock him out. Yeah. And, and he couldn't knock him out. So at that point, yes, he went for the pin. Uh, yeah. Because that's, you know, he wanted to end, win yeah, the match. It, yeah, because he was tired. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I know he knows his character. Yeah. So just fucking do it all the yeah. time. You know? That's all yeah. I ask. Uh, be consistent. But that would be the, I think that would be the only real low light of, uh, only real low light of that show. That that was a pretty fantastic show. It, it was conspicuous, and I had pointed to you guys, I don't know if you guys noticed, but it was kind of obvious that they were, they were uh uh phasing out the Dragon Gate USA aspect of everything because this is it was not built as a Dragon Gate USA. Uh, you show. can buy your Dragon Gate merch for only ten dollars at the booth. Like every other merch was twenty dollars, but the Dragon Gate you USA can buy was your $10. Dragon Gate shirt for just ten dollars at the booth. Yeah, and the for dish- just ten dollars you can get Dragon Gate merch right now at the booth. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> and then and that Dragon Gate merch is still available for just ten dollars. For ten dollars, uh, for ten dollars, yes, you. <laughs> can own dragon gate merch yeah it they were uh, on top of the fact that it wasn't billed as a dragon gate usa show they were also merging the evolved titles with the dragon gate usa title that they still have the the uh the, t- the 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 main title the golden the belts gate, they were having to, the gate of the west gate, gate, gate open the freedom gate gate, 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 gate gate of the freedom gate 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 yeah bill gates oh. gate oh it just it seemed obvious and it's like it, it was it was an interesting thing. They do all of those things added up to the fact that it seems like things have fallen apart on that end. But it it was it was kind of one thing that I realized in that show was I did, I mean it's just the fact that it was like a a, a hybrid, a multiple, a couple of different couple of different indie productions all together. But I was like, there was a point where I think everybody but one person had a belt. It was oh yeah the 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 six man tag was the on one side on the on the on the Rudo side uh, just to throw in a different term uh, was the Shimmer Champion. Uh, and her tag, regular tag team partner, uh, who have been former tag champions. But there were two people that didn't have a belt, Portia Perez and, and Nikki Storm. And ultimately, Andrea also did not have a belt. Either way, two people on that side didn't have a belt, but she was a shimmer champion. On the other side, you had Shine champion, Shine main champion, uh, Mia Yim, uh, teaming with the Kimber Bombs Shine tag, tag team champions, Kimberly and uh, Cherry Bomb. So yeah, there was a lot of people about. Yeah, well, there was just, it seems from like two different there was companies. The belt unification match. Yeah, and there were a couple others where it just seemed like I'm like, dude, I'm not the other person here without a belt. I mean, the kids in the crowd had belts. Yes. I think I was the only guy without a belt in that place for a while. Uh, but I think the Super Show aspect. I think that that's what that's uh, kind of yeah. I mean, that that's, fed that's into the angle super. they're going for. It, uh, it, was, it was definitely like I mean like I like they started with the the six women match. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. And it was a great match. It was really yeah. good. And then they had the, the, the title unification belt got moved down the card so he could fly to Scotland. Yes, for Battle Mania. And I think that's the I think that was the, the huge uh I don't want to say problem, but it was a very weird It was weird a weird thing. it was a weird thing to happen. To, to be like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here's your main event here's now. Your main event. <laughs> yeah. I got a flight. Point. It's yeah. like I got a flight. 
Yeah. <laughs> Screw Phil this. Brooks, you know, he it comes would up, be shit in his pants. You know, he tries to sell the idea that oh, I love this promotion. Yeah. I love everything about it. I love all you fans. Uh, but he, I got to fly. Yeah, he comes. <laughs> he comes so up. So we're doing this now. I can't wait for. You're like, oh great, it's a promo. This is gonna be awesome. And he's like, you fans are awesome. This is awesome. I would love to be the champion of both these things. Speaking of being the champion of both these things, yeah, I got to be on a flight in two and a half hours. So we're gonna have this match now. Yes. Hope Which you guys was hilarious. don't mind that the second fight of the night is the headline fight of the night. Yes. It was almost uh, like one of those, uh, like watching, like going to like Friday night fights, and the first fight runs 12 rounds. Yeah. So they have to cut the second and third so that they can show the main fight on the scheduled fight time. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, the main fight's done. Stick around for these two fights you don't give a shit about. Yes. And they're going to be coming up, and they're not going to be on TV, so you can't wave to your mom, but watch them anyways. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I mean... But that's kind of very much in the spirit of the weekend, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's tough. He did have to. On, a lot of these guys were on their sixth show in yes. five days. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was fine. It, 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 he did really have to make it to Scotland because they're a, having Barrow Mania. It was, a, it was a great fucking match. <laughs> it was a great night. It was a great match. Uh, and the ultimately... Lots of F-balls. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. Uh, but... It was a great match, and what ultimately ended up being the main event was main event quality. You would say uh, that that was, I believe, it was a tag team contest, Ricochet, yeah. Ricochet and Hoo Ha Nation. Damn, that was, a great, that was a they were a great combo. Oh Both God, the insane. finish on that was fantastic. Uh, which uh, let's not uh, uh, the uh, breaking the rules. Uh, Rick Foster went okay, ahead. So. What's what's breaking the rules about it? I'm, I don't not, know. It, it, they're they're just very. It. I'm they're, not selling it. I'm not. It's gonna, they're 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 particular. It, it's the fact that uh, piracy is still a, an issue. And you know what? I understand, but you I'm not. Ten, you have a five yeah. second clip of a finisher that's now a twenty second. You have a five second clip of a finisher that's now a twenty second clip of a super awesome finisher. Yeah, that you're gonna help promote it. Yeah, if, they just if, and if they didn't really. They only bothered you that one time. It, that's because yeah. it was an extended phone recording. Mm. It wasn't the small little one. It was an extended phone recording that they got, not the small. Like I tweeted uh, or I Snapchatted a few things there, and they were fine with the short durst. It was when you tried to do if you tried to do a long hold that they would come and yell at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess that yeah. But you got a great shot of the finisher, which is mm-hmm. great, and uh, you know they they impressed and uh, Sorry, they had the great moment with Generation Next. Uh, where they came out to their theme song and said, uh, Austin Aries grabbed the mic and was like, because uh, they, they had reunited after a long time, so they used their old music from like back in like the mid-2000s in Ring of Honor. Uh, and they, they got, Austin Aries grabbed the mic and was like, man, I just realized how terrible our interest music was. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me of that. That's awesome. <laughs> and it was a- so is WWN, like that show, WWN primarily writes that stuff? Um, I don't know. I think he runs it on the big level. I I don't know the infrastructure of the place, but there there is a bunch of people that work work on like okay. the people that grab the mic. Like, uh, it's Dave WN Live is basically like the network. Okay. And then uh, all the different promotions feed into that. Gotcha. Theoretically, Dragon Gate USA, like obviously, like it seems like now, that's going away, but like uh, Evolve, Full Impact Pro, um, you know, a bunch of other. Programs. Now is uh, primarily. Obviously, this is the time of like, oh, wrestling is in yeah. everybody's mind. Now, is we noticed uh, a lot of, you know, uh, heel turn, you know, turns. Uh, yeah. is, that a, is that a primary thing that normally happens all the time? Or is it just because like, okay, we, it was, want to, we want to hook people? It was a, it was a big, uh, yeah, I think it was the big event thing. It's yeah, just a... Because I think there was, other than the championship unification belt... 
and the tag team at the end, there was one person turning or setting themselves apart from the rest of the group in every other fight on that ticket. And even the the championship unification match ended with Uh, with a separate wrestler, the the guy that uh, you know uh, Johnny Gargano vouched for, All Ego Ethan Page, who's fantastic in uh, AIW, and it was was I was glad to see him in a different show, uh, kind of like say kind of showing up. But I think I got enough independent heel turns yes. to last me for another couple of years in one show. It was a TV show. Heel turns. You know? Of heel turns. But, uh, but overall, it was a great show. Overall, it, it was, was a fantastic experience. As I said, it was, it was a fun experience for me because it was very much reminiscent of my childhood. There was a little kid behind me. That was like, it was like looking in a time machine. He was sitting there with his dad, right yes. on the row, yelling and screaming at the right people, watching, having fun. A couple matches he got bored and put on the iPad. But, I mean, the kid, it was, it was like looking at me back in the message, remembering going to, being a kid, going to those shows. Yeah. And even though, you know, I don't follow as much as I used to, it still instilled yeah. a love for wrestling. Uh, when I was going at the end of the Shimmer Show, and I'll wrap this up and we'll go when we join Jury again. Uh uh, at the end of the Shimmer Show, uh, I was buying, well, walking by the merch, and a little girl wa- went up and bought a, a, a portrait, an eight by ten from Kaylee Ray, and got her to, uh, got her autograph, and like that was really cool. Like it's part of that whole like inspiring little girls, like, you know, little kids just of either gender, and you know, take and you back. And that's what Shimmer should be is you know be like, hey, you know. Little girls like we we can do this shit too. Yeah, uh, you know it's like, there's well, that everybody. campaign of like you know we can do it. Yeah, yeah you know that. And and I would say that Shimmer Show aside again we were set by the the one creep, but aside it was more akin, not quite the same loudness, but more akin to what we experienced with the Charlotte Sasha Banks match. Now, like I think I think maybe like Shimmer would benefit on the you know because Jakara has rules of you know hey. No swearing, no, you know, yes, it's wrestling, whatever, you can mark out, whatever. But, you know, don't swear and don't, you know, be profane, whatever. No, holy shit. Holy poop. Yeah. Yeah. No, they have oh, holy poop. poop. Ah, I get it. Yeah, so, and it's fun. Like, it know, just it becomes you, its own fun thing. I think Shimmer would benefit uh, of that. You know? Yeah. That could be, yeah, like, no catcalling, no no profanity, make it more family-friendly. I think yeah, they do do that in in the Eagles Club, in the Berwyn Eagles Club, but I have but, to look that up. But could you imagine somebody, you know, getting, you know, the catcall? Then again, Jessica and then, Havoc doesn't you know, keep a guy, it. guy doing it and just be like, all right, man, you're, you're gone. You're gone. See you later. Yeah, that, that would be. be great. Great for the environment. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was the show. And then we made – we I – and, and I and I thank you, Mitzula, because I, I I commissioned our boy Mitzula to get a rental car because we had to make a nice drive up to Oakland you, again. You didn't because, commission me; you had a sober valet that you exploited. Yes. <laughs> yes. We made our way to Oakland because we wanted to make sure we caught Hood Slam again for me, but for the oh. first time for you guys. Uh, and the umpteenth time for, for jury. We joined yeah. jury at the Oakland Metro yep. for Hood Slam. I'll let you introduce Hood Slam. So I'm very glad uh, that you guys got to see it. Uh, and also, like, it is what is unique to our WrestleMania weekend experience. Yeah. Because I don't feel like there were a ton of people. That probably got their honky ass up from San Jose to yeah, Oakland. No. 
uh, it was a lot of like Oakland, like so. So Hoodslam basically they always go first Friday, and uh, they did three shows over Mania weekend. I assume hoping to get more people some, yeah. some out. I, I don't think that. I mean that, that's a that's a hall, and there's yeah. not really a lot of great public transit yeah. options. Yeah, no. we left right after the like we. we it would have taken the second that match ended. It, it would have taken us on public transit again another two and a and half we, hours. We got we there were. right as the doors opened, and there's plenty to do in San Jose. Yeah, there's all know, that stuff yeah. around. There. And, and then there was stuff. another there was another show that we didn't catch, the King of Indies Night Two, and that, that was, was and that was definitely something you could tell with the crowd that was at Hood Slam. Was it was not the it was super, Oakland people. There were a few wrestling fans in there, but they but were for the most just part. It wasn't a ton. They might have just been Oakland wrestling fans. The, <laughs> the, the fanny pack shirt worked and, very well for the barometer of wrestling fans, or just and Saturday or sorry, sorry uh, Thursday rather when we went the yes. first time was much more of like yeah. a, a wrestling crowd yeah. and a hood slam crowd. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, oh, and I mean, the, the Hall of Fame's a draw. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I didn't realize Joe, that it was Joe, that big of a thing. Yeah, Joey it Image, is. Joey Image, uh, 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 side-eyed us for for not catching the <laughs> for not going to the hall when I tweeted. Uh, like, slam. okay, Which, we're gonna, way, we, we rather... I can't watch Hood Slam on the network. Yeah, no, and uh, I, can't I can cry get... at Connor's thing as much as I want at home. But here's what I was very excited about: it, is to have because when I talk about how much I enjoy Hood Slam. As somebody who is kind of into indie stuff, yeah, uh, I think it comes off as like, "Hey, I like a thing." Yeah, I wanted to have people who are familiar with indie wrestling, yeah, to come see it, yeah, because I think they get a lot of. There's a lot. I mean, like the difference to me between Chikara and ROH are not all that big. No, you know the difference between. Uh, other than the approach, but yeah, no. or like, I mean, th- there are a million differences. I'm not saying they're the same product, but yeah, yeah. But the difference between ROH and PWG is not all that big. No, you know, they're they are uh, uh, they're very similar in terms of what you see. Yeah, Hood Slam is very different. Yeah, no one would confuse PWG for Hood Slam. No, no one would confuse ROH for Hood Slam, and what. They get right are things that I think are very vital yeah. to a wrestling fan experience. They're just not the same things that everybody else gets yes. right. You know, yes. it's presentational stuff. It's uh, you know the the uh, the the experience. It's where they go with their humor uh, that is very different. Uh, than, than a lot of other indie stuff. So I was excited to bring other people to just... Because yeah. also, I don't know whether or not I'm just in, in, in cloud well, yeah, and I no. like it. I, I Obviously, you I... You could be the, the the guy that likes Chris Hero, you know? Well, and also, I'm inclined to like it because I live right next to it. So yes. it's like, you know, of course, the... Hey, I, I, I found have. gold in my backyard. Just, Isn't yeah. it awesome? Just, like, just yeah. to kind of throw in on how kind of cool Hood Slam is, uh, Carl in the chat has a great question of, did the Invisible Guy win at Hood Slam? No, he did not win, but he did have an amazing Great acrobatic spot. feat. Great spot. He huge, no, no, he was the valet. Run. He was the valet uh, for Evolution. He had yeah. amazing off the rafters, he off did, the other rafters, he did off the sign, off Thursday. the rafters. Great, yeah. Took out eight guys. He did, did compete at, at, at Thursday. I don't he remember did. if he won. No, no, no. 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 I think uh, he was... Yeah, Char- Charlie Chaplin. Charlie, Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. Uh, yeah, great spot. I feel like Seth Rollins probably took some... Uh, 
some some some, some cues. Yeah, yeah. You felt that like Charlie Chaplin set that spot mark yeah. really high for the weekend, so yeah. we had to do something crazy in the match. Yeah, I had to ask what what did you guys have any any, any expectations coming into Hood Slam? Did you guys know what you were coming into? <laughs> I I did just because of you know the, their per, their promotion videos are amazing. Yeah. Uh, if you ever just look up Hood Slam on on Vimeo and you you will be in that atmosphere. Um, well, the, the host recorded the host was recording video the entire time on his phone, which I'm sure was all. Yeah. Hey, AJ AJ Kirsch, who plays uh, Broseph Joe Brody, follow him on on social media, and you will get uh, nothing but but a double barrel Hood Slam uh, barrage, especially when they're recording. Uh, but no, they have another dude that that records stuff, uh, and they usually do it. In a very stylized, like set yeah. to music that isn't wrestlers' music. Yeah. That's good. That's hip. Uh, and then they cut it in like slow motion. Yeah. Uh, to just kind of give you an evocative idea of yeah. like what what the show was, as opposed to just you know what everybody else very, does, which very, is like lights on, hard camera. Yeah. You know, uh, very, very like show off what happened. Yeah, something like akin to what we experienced previously on the show with freelance wrestling, the same thing, like the 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 highlights and uh, in slow motion to music, uh, which is you know fantastic production, fantastic, different, different yeah. from you know the this is you know not caught in the the trap of this is how you present wrestling, like no, that's not how it's a way it's a way to present wrestling yeah but it's like anything you it, it you define how you want to do things in a creative endeavor uh so there are no rules like you, you get caught into these rules of this is how you do a wrestling show this is how you do a presentation for a wrestling show this is how you shoot a wrestling show this is how you this is how you distribute a wrestling show you do dvds and then you also do uh inner you know uh digital uh distribution uh just because you kind of have to i'm like yeah uh see and i think i think that's kind of what they put the hoodslam as is they give they kind of give that we don't fucking care attitude but they care. They care, but they—I mean—they—they they had they had Very camera, they had cameras yeah. everywhere. Yeah, they, they had. I mean, and you could tell a lot of the guys were setting shit up for the cameras. They knew yeah. where the cameramen were at all times. Yeah, they knew where to take the dive. They knew where to go on the thing. They did a very good job of making sure that everything was pretty video ready. And did it all high on weed. Uh, There's a lot. I of was weed smoking. I tweeted yeah. during the show that I was fairly certain I was the only person not. Uh, that didn't have a vape pen full of uh, mysterious oils that oh, may or may not have blueberry. been medicinal. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it is a very a very Oakland production <laughs> yes. on a lot of levels. <laughs> but I guess I mean that's the thing is like it, it is a show. And, yeah. and when I asked you after Thursday what you what you took away from it, a lot of what you said was like just the spectacle, the punk rock spectacle. Yeah, like the punk rock spectacle of the of the present of the. Of the product of the story of the the core of it uh, presented really well, like pe- of people that are in creative, like people that are in creative endeavors doing wrestling, rather than wrestlers trying to do something creative. It really, I mean, like Hood Slam, and I don't mean to say this. I mean, anybody can take it however they want, especially on an indie wrestling podcast yeah. like this. But Hood Slam is if indie wrestling. As we know it, is a a a pro wrestling reaction to sports entertainment. Yeah, 
Hood Slam is like indie sports entertainment. Yes. You know, like it is very, uh, very focused on story, very focused on theme, always willing to go for the pop based on like previous IP and stuff oh, like that. Some, some amazing, amazing characters. Just, I mean, yeah. even some original characters that were unbelievable. Uh, some video game characters that were insane. Yes. And then some uh, refer- referential characters that were probably um, some amongst some of the best friggin' characters I've seen. So, I mean, just to give everybody a sense, they announced a USA versus Russia match. It was like the, it was like the third or fourth match. Third or it was fourth pretty match. early on the card. And yeah. they announced, and, and, and everybody knows the, the WrestleMania UFC Russia yeah. match coming up. And so they announced the Russian guy. Oh, who, who is a regular guy yeah. who, who we, who's been at Hoodslam like forever. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, that was one of my favorite bits that they did on Thursday was they brought out Zangief, Zangief as escorted to the ring by, by player, player two Zangief. Zangief. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like the different Russian outfit. Uh, and he goes against uh, five other guys in like a six way. Oh, no, no, no. But no, the other night, Zang- or Saturday, Zangief comes out, USA versus Russia match. All of a sudden, John Cena's theme hits. Yes. And everybody's the, the, booing. The, the entire play starts off with the John Cena sucks boo, which you expect in a, even John in a Cena sucks. And whatever kind of, you know, yay, John Cena's music. Yeah. And out comes a gentleman who is wearing the You Can't See Me hat. He's got the wristbands. He's looking pretty Cena-esque. Pretty hustle, loyalty, Except respect. there's one slight difference. He may or may not be wearing a lobster costume. Yeah. Yes. And he may or may not have gone by the name of Prawn Cena. Prawn Cena. Prawn, S-E-A-N-A. Yeah. Cena. And not John. Prawn. Prawn Cena. It was very funny. Uh, and I, I guess that's that's the thing is is I. Um, by the way, Apex in the chat room. They didn't just call their Russians. He on is Zang- no. He was, he was Zang- Zangief. He was Zangief from Street Fighter Two. Yes. There was also there was also multiple other peop- other video game references in there. Too, yeah. So. Oh, oh well, we, we, we did Scorpion versus uh, so, Scorpion versus Sub Zero, which they could have. Part of me probably would have wanted just a straight. Just, Scorpion versus Sub Zero. Yeah, and they could have played up on like those characters and like the get over here, the freezing and thing like that. But it was still fun that they kind of added that other layer on top of it uh, of like uh, the. Oh, sorry, uh, when's the next hotel? I want to rent a car and watch it. That would be this Friday. This Friday, April it is Entertainia 3rd. Five. The Entertainia. biggest no or the biggest uh, uh, match. Uh, where's, where's the, where's where's the cartridge? The, where's the oh yeah the cartridge. Oh, that's WrestleMania. Yeah, they're uh, they're filling in five years of uh, of backlog pay per views this week, and they're having their big main, yeah, supercard, their supercard, yeah, yeah, um, um, Friday. But yeah, the, it, you know, they did like the, they played up uh, uh, Sub Zero stealing, uh, who at the time was a Scorpion Undertaker, or Scorpion, yeah, Scorpion Undertaker, Undertaker uh, uh, Jesus. Yeah. He had amnesia, basically. Uh, and well, he was he's been, yeah, he's, he's he's been, been going, trying he's to reinvent identity himself. Crisis. He's been going through an identity crisis for he's months reinvented. now. Much like the uh, people we were watching the other day where Goldust was having his identity issue and he was the artist formerly known as Goldust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't get to see that because I yeah, fell you asleep. asleep. You were <laughs> asleep. You fell asleep. No, we all heard. <laughs> the, neighbors, the neighbors knew Petey was asleep. Here's, here's Petey's gimmick. Uh, when he sleeps, uh, the world knows about yes, it. Yes, uh, yes. I have a deviated septum. What can I say? The second like tag out. team had not even made the ring, and Petey was uh, already having his own lumberjack match. Yes. Uh, uh, no, it was. But, uh, but, but here's, I guess. And then, yeah, it was just a degree. My, my question to you, 
and it wasn't a gigantic crowd. It was really fun to kind of just. Uh, I was kind of disappointed because normally the Hood Slam crowd is so huge, reactive, yeah. uh, and and this was not quite as not quite the same. Not not quite the same, even from Thursday. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we got kind of the bonuses of uh, just being closer to everything. Yeah. And we were on the ring. You I, had a great moment with Brian Kendrick. Oh, yes. I, I had no idea that uh, the Brian Kendrick but, yeah, yeah. was, was going to be in, uh, in was the a house. wrestler at Hood Slam. And then, uh, yeah, I was just, of course, you know, when you're at Hood Slam, you kind of drink and, and take in the smoke. And, uh, yeah. yes. you know, I'm just like, oh, fuck you, Kendrick, you know, whatever. And then he just takes my hat and he's just puts it on. Puts, yeah. puts it on. He's parading around, you know. Well, he takes a bump like he was always fighting. He, uh, and then on his way back into the ring. He's fighting the hero of Hyrule. He was. He was fighting Link. Link. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, he just fucking like just. It was just perfect. You just flipped it right off his head, right into your face. And no, it wasn't like a flip to my face. It was like a fucking. Oh like yeah, sound like a fucking back rake oh, yeah. to my face. Perfect. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. And then he and then he went up onto the ring and took a bump from a stuffed horse. Yes, uh, he took a hurricane rana. From, yeah, butter, from, from butternuts, from the butternuts horse. under the under the, the disguise, under the uh, disguises, Epona, Epona, because 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 Link had brought the, out the treasure chest. Uh, uh, Link had brought out the treasure chest, got a, a ocarina, uh, and summoned summoned Epona by playing the Epona song, which I recognize thanks to Hey Ash, what you playing. That yeah. taught me a, gave me great on appeal. I was like, Epona, here's your song. Get the fuck right here. <laughs> it's like, um, but. That was not the song I heard at all. You I didn't, heard a bunch of off pitched notes that somehow magically became the Epona song. I, I kind of, yeah, I heard it. He more or less got it. The PBR right. helps. To, the PBR, the, yeah, yeah. Like, the PBR. Ah, yeah. uh, that's it. I, I didn't have yeah. the magic. You didn't have, no. The PBR and the brosive, the brosive uh, pair pouring uh, whiskey into. Yeah. Um but yeah, Hood Slam was uh, a fantastic show. Well all right, so let's kind of wrap it up. What what did your what were your thoughts on Hood Slam overall? Oh an amazing, amazing product. It's very it's absolutely fun. I've never had uh, so much fun. Uh if you would have you know, I've never had so much fun at a wrestling show, you yeah know, <laughs> in my life. Uh, but again, you know, we had NXT, whatever. Uh, but yeah. it's one of my like top wrestling moments yeah. when you know. Yeah. But it, it's one of those things where I think it was when I was on here the first time. It was DJM uh, who who said, you know, indie wrestling is is a buffet. You know, yeah. it is. There are so many different things, and if you don't like it, then you don't enjoy it, and that's fine. You know, yeah. there's just plenty of different things. And yeah. and what what I love the most about Hood Slam beyond where they go with their product it's is. Real. Well, it, it yes, is real. It's uh, yeah. uh, is that it's it dares to kind of just do those different elements. Yeah. Like it takes what it can do, which is a good venue, oh, good that's, lighting. That's a perfect venue for that. You know, so. it is a rock club atmosphere, uh, and and understands what it can't do, which is have the same kind of work rate. That a PWG has, yeah. or a Ring of Honor yeah. can has, or even Chikara, 
and, uh, and, and understands I mean, why he I mean, doesn't need to. Doesn't need to do yeah. it. It's, I mean, let's it's not like the guys were on the best wrestling show. Yeah. We can, and then let's have some fucking fun. I mean, and this, the whole thing, from the announcer to the referees, everything, uh, uh, camera guys apparently get involved sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, though not just, this week. Everything was just, it was so much fun. It's, it's. I don't even know. I I don't even know what to describe it to compare it to, but it's it's like it's, it's just an insane experience. It's something you have to to attend. It's 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 like I guess the I mean, the closest thing college is it's like a punk rock wrestling show. Just that whole, yeah, the punk whole rock spectacle, it, the whole feel of it. Everything is just uh, it's crazy, and it was really fun to watch. I mean, it yeah. was just, I've like I had followed Jerry's tweets about it. I had seen some stuff online about it. I'd read a couple articles and watched a few videos, but when you go there. And you actually see it in person, and you see Drugs Bunny rip open yes. a kilo, and go. The entire yeah. ring is covered in powder, and he just goes bananas. Yeah. And you see, I mean, just you see every freaking thing imaginable in there, and you're seeing guys, you're seeing Winnie the Pooh come out with a honey pot that's a garbage poo can. gas, but no, no poo jack. Sorry, poo jack. gas. What poo jack? I always want to call him poo tang. Poo jack. Where they leave. With the honey. fucking natural born killers well, thing on and, the entire yes, match. And, Poo, no, and yeah, I don't know just, if you noticed. I don't know if you noticed. He was Pujak teaming with Mustafa Saeed, the actual original gangster. Yeah. Other than New Jack. Like, he was. That and was. Just, just, that just, was just, the guy. just seeing a full grown man in a Winnie the Pooh suit going full hardcore, no holes barred, kendo sticks and golf clubs to the head yeah. was insane. And then there's a point when I watched him as he. It was when the uh, when they put the the when when he had the freaking nut shot with the garbage can. Yes. And like I just looked at his face and he's just sitting there and I'm just like I'm like you're doing this voluntarily, dude. This is freaking. But he looked like just like he looks like Bob from accounting, just in the face. But he just I'm like and you never. I'm I'm sure he. I mean he's got a a day job something. Yeah. And he's just you know Bob from accounting on the weekdays and then on. Once a week, he throws on a poo costume and goes hardcore rules for a while. Yeah, it was fantastic. And and I will say that I am pretty sure that Drugs Bunny is now my new favorite wrestler. Ever. Yes, <laughs> Drugs Bunny can go. That yeah. is insane. Give me that guy is nonstop energy. He's he's in great High shape. Flying and yeah. in he's insane in, shape. He just came shape. off an injury too. The first couple of times yeah, we saw him, he was uh, he was involved, was but he wasn't able to wrestle. Yeah. yeah. And now he, he's going to go for the golden gig uh, yeah. this, gold, this Friday. Yeah, it's gold. If you're an opener, go James In a card filled with really great characters. Yeah. It's hard to have somebody that stands out like that. And like the hero of Hyrule and Drugs Bunny both just were unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable characters with well-established stories and very solid wrestling to back them up. Yeah, um, but yeah, it looks like fantastic. Go check it out if you're in the Oakland area. Um, but le- wrapping up the entire weekend, what was, and I'll start with this side, we'll work this way. What, well, Rick, what was your impression? What was your feeling about the weekend overall? Uh, outstanding wrestling and uh, just a lot of fun. Even even the stuff that I didn't like, I I had a, you know, I had a blast not liking it. I guess. Uh, it, it hate makes, watching. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not a guy that like hate watches. You yeah. know, I know a lot of people hate watch like Walking Dead. You know, whatever. But I mean, that is the first time where I felt like okay, I under, like I understand the hate watch type stuff. Milking joy from the joyless, like 
eh, all right, I'm going to enjoy something about this. If, even if I'm, even if the thing doesn't ring my bell, I'm going to enjoy something about yeah, this. Yeah, and, and, and I, the entire weekend was enjoyable, and I found something. Uh, well, uh, I, I found, found something, found something uh, else. for every everything, you know, yeah. that every show that I went to, and it was uh, I absolutely recommend. So, Mizzoula, how was your Saturday? My Saturday was great. My only regret really about the weekend was not being out here for the Friday Insanity. I would have loved to have seen the NXT, the Ring of Honor shows. So, I mean, yeah. that, not that I'm a big fan of them, and not that I follow them very much, but just hearing you guys talk about the stuff. You might end up being a fan. I missed some amazing stuff. And you might have ended up yeah. being a fan. But, but, but I mean, yeah. I had I had a great time at the... But it was kind of nice the way I got to see, do the Saturday, starting off with the WWN show. Yeah. And then working into Hood Slam, which is... Well, they were pretty much polar opposites of each yeah. other. You had the made-for-pay-per-view kind of, yeah. you know, huge super card event. And then you had just the bananas foster that was yes. that was Hood Slam, which was amazing. And the only thing I kept thinking during Hood Slam was, how can this happen in Vegas? Yes. And I start thinking of venues. I'm like, yes. this would go very well at the Double Down, but then it's messy, <laughs> yes. and I don't know if they'd like that. Yes. go here. Why isn't something like this in every major city? Yes. Because it would be insane. Because they're not in every major city. And that's yes. the tough part. That's the true. guys are in the Vet Niagara. And Justin. Yeah. Uh, you didn't get to see all of it. Neither did uh, Missoula. But you got to see a nice cross section. You didn't get to see any of the WWN live stuff that we saw. But you got a good collection of wrestling. Something you're familiar with. Some stuff that you hadn't been uh, privy to. What was your impression of the weekend? Um, I love wrestling. <laughs> I like it when you know you, you like have it. two men with personal issues settle it in the ring. Yeah. Not closed fists. Not closed fist. Draw. I don't know why they don't book time limits. <laughs> uh, it was just really. It was so fun. I mean, like, n- my voice is shot. I've done. I guess at this point, six hours today, seven hours today, live streaming, and today was the down day. That's yeah. fine. We'll be, we'll, be right? quiet tom- we'll be quiet tomorrow. There's no yelling or anything going yeah, on. Yeah, uh, and my voice is blown the fuck out because I've got to yell at fucking grown men that they're pieces of shit and, yes. and they need to stop cheating and fucking start competing uh, correctly. It's it just so... Yelling at a ref to stop blazing up in the middle of the match. Yeah, you know, it just it's so fun. Like, I, I guess probably the biggest takeaway for me was, especially after watching Mania... And having it be as good as it was, seeing NXT and seeing as good as that was, it just makes me feel so good about where everything is. You know, it it feels so good about where indie wrestling is, where the WWE is, where, like, you know, now there seems to be a really awesome slipstream of, like, hey, if you are a guy who might make that jump, now's the time to make that jump, you know, because of NXT. And so it makes me feel good for all the indie guys that want to be a part of the largest federation. It makes yeah. me feel good about the largest product. And, you know, for all the bitching yeah, to the lead up of Mania. Yeah. And all the like, even like we were saying before, like they're like, oh, fucking everybody's trying to kill Ring of Honor's. Main event, and they want people to be walking out on Samoa Joe, and, I, and, and we talked about and Briscoe. This. It's it's on Ring of Honor to try and convince people to stay. That's fine. And yeah, 
And like, and a lot but, of people did. But for all of that, it's still just the most fun thing in the world to go see live wrestling, man. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so fun. It's so great. And, and I, I just had an absolute blast. And it was so great that you guys were able to come out. And, uh, you know, now let's, let's book our, let's book our Dallas tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be down there in Austin, Texas for South by Southwest next year because I've convinced myself I'm doing music again. But, it's not Dream, that long. Jury Mania two. two. Yeah, let let me say. Uh, we'll come up me, with a subtitle later. Yeah, let me you know kind of the boys in the back promo uh, right yeah. now. Uh, seriously, thank you for let, you know hosting us. You know, yes. And all that. Here at the uh, Jury no, More no. Compound. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that that's my the boys in the back promo. Yeah, uh, this was a fantastic show overall, and we saw a bunch of great wrestling. Uh, we we saw a bunch of stuff. I I was I'm exhausted. Uh, granted, I've been on vacation for a damn near two weeks, so uh, doing a lot of stuff. But uh, it was it was just a fantastic weekend. Uh, full of all kinds of wrestling and i'm glad i came made the trip i'm so glad i made the trip uh it was totally worth it uh but yeah uh that's our thoughts on uh the indie wrestling here at wrestlemania i think it we all feel like it's a indie wrestling is at a good place possibly we we, yeah at a great place NXT, and I think. Well, I mean, look, I mean, just the, the exposure, you know, uh, YouTube, Twitter, yeah, Instagram, like everything is just so much easier yeah. to get out there. Never has it been easier to get into indie wrestling. Yeah. It was very easy for me to look up stuff that I, I wanted, like you know, even a guy like Uha Nation. Like, think about a time ten years ago, Try if you wanted to know somebody like Uha Nation, yeah. To go into going into developmental, yeah. Nobody fuck. I mean, yeah. like, like you yeah. wouldn't unless you had unless like, you. Well, ten years ago, you would, you would be only like wrestling fans because it was like you just trust Dave Meltzer. Dave yeah, Meltzer exactly. Would tell you or you that just go to a message awesome. board that or, sends you freaking highlight videos. Yeah, or like you actual tapes in the mail. Yes, uh, you circulate the tapes. Keep circulating the tapes. Uh, you know, you are you. Yeah, you trust the websites or the Wrestling Observer magazine or exactly. You know. Uh, we did see Meltzer. Meltzer was at ROH. Yes. Uh, I peed in the same urinal as Meltzer, and he gave it a four out of ten. Because it wasn't in Tokyo, yeah. though. No, well, it was, it was if in it was Tokyo. a floor urinal in Tokyo, you would got maybe waiver points. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, but yeah. He gave my penis a five out of five. Though. Yes. Oh, uh, wait, wait to wait to put over your penis. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, nice, nice plug, man. <laughs> nice plug. Although apparently it worked out really well for Seth Rollins. Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, he's got a belt. He's way over, way over right now. Uh, but that's it. We conclude our fantastic weekend of indie wrestling. And um, remember, for just ten dollars, you can get your own Golden Gate T-shirt right now. Oh, get the Dragon Gate T-shirt. Dragon Gate T-shirts. Dragon Seriously. Gate merch. Ten dollars. Buy the Dragon Gate merch. Seriously, buy that. You Dragon do Gate get merch. a merch discount if you bought a VIP ticket. You can use that VIP discount to get your shirt. It is only ten dollars. The they merch gave table. a ten dollar merch credit. All the Dragon Gate stuff was ten dollars. That's great. That is totally not a coincidence. We do not have a truckload of this shit. We need to get rid of. Please come buy shirts. Yes. Um, just ten dollars. All right, what, Mitsula, what do you got going on on the internet? 
Uh, just follow me on the Twitters at Mitzula. Uh, there may be some other things in the works, but that require me not being lazy. So just bank on Mitzula for now. Yeah. And maybe some other stuff eventually. But that's about it. Rick Foster. Uh, Foster can, on sports, right? Yeah, you can uh, follow my snarky wrestling tweets uh, at Foster on Sports. Uh, also, my personal Rick Foster, and I do a podcast called Lawyer Podcast with uh, the great Jackie Hearn, the incomparable, inimitable Jackie Hearn. Yes, uh, she's been on this before. Dude, I got some, I got some episodes to catch up on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we talk about Lawyer, you know, Better Call Saul, and that's what I'm doing. LawyerUpPodcast dot com or at LawyerUpPodcast. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yes. Well thought of, sir. Yes. Yes. Uh, Justin, what yeah. do you got going on on the internet? Oh, a bunch of horse shit. Yes. A bunch of horse shit. Uh, I don't know, man. Oh, All wait. Justin, stuff. you do things on the internet? Uh, every once in a while. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Over there somewhere. Uh, Night Attack, Jury Show, Jury yes. Moore. Yeah. Let's talk about Jury Moore. Let's talk about I'm Jury Moore. Married. Yeah. And uh, my fiance is. Uh, I think we're going to dump a couple right more now. bottles of wine down the there and see if we get late night jury more coming up. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, and so, yeah, we were doing a little couples podcast and it's uh, going pretty well. And uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, the, yeah, the podcast is going well. The marriage has uh, not yet happened. Elope, um, elope, there is an elope meter in Vegas. You yes. Gotta, there, yeah, there is. The, the, it's the, like a giant thermometer at Baker. It's just like that. Only yes. Only. Much bigger and much cooler. The um, uh, the the e- e- elopometer. The elopometer. The elopometer. Man, we're getting late. All right. So anyway, so Justin R. Young. Follow Justin R. Young, and I'll tweet out a bunch of shit. Other than that, jurytalks.com, jurymore.com. It's not even. It's still March, Carl. Diamondclub.tv. Oh, newdiamondclub.tv this week, Tuesday, right? Or what day? Man. The first. The first. No first. joke. April first. One. One. Um, of course, you can follow Fanny Pack at Fanny Pack WP on the Twitters. Uh, FannyPackWrestling.com. You can follow uh, DJM at Just Call Me DJM. Say, uh, let him know how much you missed him on this episode and how it was an empty episode without him. Uh, at Just Call Me DJM. Like a tribe called Quest, you say the whole thing at Just Call Me DJM. Uh, FannyPackWP, FannyPackWrestling.com, YouTube.com slash TV for this and other shows on, like, the video stuff. We're probably going to... I promise I will do more video stuff in the future that isn't just the cursory video version of my podcast, but look out for that. Um, all the, everybody's YouTube page. That's uh, TV according to Brian Ibbett. Uh, Healthy Addict on Twitter. Yay, Follow Healthy Addict you, on healthy Twitter. Addict. Because Ashley Paramore is the best. She the best. Swag, swag, swag. Uh, And Healthy Addict on YouTube. And yes, uh, you can look at Mm -hmm. Uh, Fuck All of your important pizza-related needs. uh, But that's it. The QNRN music. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Dragon Gate shirts, $10. $10 Dragon Gate shirts. Get them now. R.A.P. Dean Ambrose. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>